What have I found that you do about terrible things? Generally, you don't run from them, especially if they're not avoidable in the future. Generally, you stand, confront, decompose, understand, adapt. But just because you generally do that and it's the best bet doesn't mean it's definitely going to work. It's just the best shot you have at it. You know, it'd be lovely if something always worked, but if something always worked, people would never get sick and die. Right, and we do all the time. So we do our best, but that doesn't mean that that always works, but it's still the best that can be done. It's still the alternatives. So we, we, it's very important for us to have reasons to, like, reasons to be excited about life. Like when you wake up in the morning, it can't just be about problems. Everything that's life must happen to you. Have you come here to avoid life or have you come here to experience life? Experience life, all the different dimensions of what this life holds. What is your compassion for the world? Like, what problem do you want to solve? I often, people will say, there's so many things I could do, there's so many things, I'm like, my question is not what causes you the greatest joy. Sometimes my question is, what, is, what causes you the greatest pain? Someone out there who's not living to their potential, and I think we're better people, we're better partners, and we're better parents when we live to our potential. All of us have kind of an identity for ourselves, a way of defining ourselves. And human beings don't usually stray from that. And it's all consistent with the fact that human beings, our strongest drive is the need to stay consistent with how we define ourselves. Now that, that's just a story. And if you tell yourself a story long enough, you start to believe it. And once you believe it, you act like it. He said in every situation, between the situation and your response, there's a space. It might only be a millisecond. But in that space, you have the ability to choose how you're going to react or respond. When you react, whatever you're reacting to is in control of you, whether it's another person, a condition, or a circumstance. When you respond to the same thing, you stay in control. When perfectionism hinders your ability to have joy, to um, pursue something because of your fear of failure or you're never good enough or you can't relish your accomplishment, it becomes maladaptive. A battlefield that goes on in your mind all the time. And there's bombs that are exploding all the time. Fear, anxiety, I'm not good enough. And a lot of times you're making those bombs explode and or somebody else is making those bombs explode. You have to take control of that space. To transform your life, you want to do it in two minutes. So is that what your life is worth? So if your life is worthwhile, is it not important that you invest a certain amount of time and energy rather than looking for this stupid stuff of one mantra with which I will transform my life? It will not happen like that. That's the reason why most people have remained the way they have remained, because they've not invested in their well-being. The space between our ears, we don't have control over it. 
out of all the people have set shop in it. They're like, they, they, they've like taken the most expensive real estate in the world. You got to make sure you control that battlefield that's going on in there. It's your space. It's your mind. You're going to have negative thoughts. You are. Just changing your thought is not going to change your action. It may change your perspective, but you still have to continue to push forward. I don't think that we're born blank slates, but we are so close to that. To worry about where your limits are is to miss how much you can improve. So focus on how much you can improve. There's an amazing quote by Alexander Solzhenitsyn, and what he said was, the line between good and evil runs through every human heart. To me, it's not about good and evil. To me, it's about malleability. That's a statement of how shapeable we are. Now, here's the terrifying thing about how we get shaped. It happens when you're young. You get all these things that come to you that seem to be simply true. I believed that the human mind couldn't change. I believed that it was fixed. I believed that my talent and intelligence were just what they were. And one of my favorite quotes of all time is from Albert Einstein. And he said, the most important decision any human being has to make is whether they live in a friendly or a hostile universe. Decision. The most important decision anyone has to make. Because neither of those two states is empirically true, but either will immediately appear true once you decide to believe it. So once you decide to believe, yo, the world is working for me. This is happening for me. It's not happening to me. Once you believe that, you start looking for the ways in which that was powerful. How is the worst thing that ever happened to me actually secretly the best thing that's ever happened to me? You could be one of any countless identities that we see in the world. But we don't, because each of these places carries with it a value system, a belief system things that are unique to that group that you grow up in, what your parents tell you about your family, about you, what it means to be you, what you learn in schools, what you see in the media, all of that stuff is shaping how you view yourself and how you view the world. But it's happening insidiously because it is so invisible. People don't realize that they are choices. Now, once you reframe all of this, these are things that I'm choosing to believe. And once you realize that you can choose to believe something new and thusly get a different result, everything changes.